Good morning. You are listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Jill Lowry, and I'm so thankful that we can talk to you, our listeners, about how to have a closer relationship with Jesus. This radio show is all about that, how you can grow your faith, your relationship with Jesus, and when you do that, of course, it gives you new hope. And we always want more hope. And so I hope that you will be blessed today by a special guest that has come into interview today. And she's actually from Grand Prairie. She's not even from East Texas, but you're going to see how God brought her here. And it's through a very special friend of mine, Jeannie Lawrence, that I met Vanessa. And her story is so inspiring. And, And God keeps moving in her life. So I'm excited for you to meet her. But before we do, I always like to invite you to sit back and relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, because He is the one that brings the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we know that when we have a close relationship with you, that we have life. You are the life. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And we just, Lord, we're just so thankful. We're praising you today for new life that you give us. And Lord, help us to continue to abide in you and your words abide in us so that we can bear much fruit and serve you. So Lord, help us today to hear the ways that Vanessa has served you and and what she has experienced in her growth and her relationship with you so that she can encourage us on our faith journey. So we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Be my honor to introduce a very special guest and a friend of mine, and her name is Vanessa Harrison. And I got to know her through a friend of mine named Jeannie Lawrence who met Vanessa in a really special way. God actually brought their paths together. So here she is today. Hi, Vanessa. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. It's good to see you again. You too, and I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for making the two-and-a-half-hour drive from Grand Prairie. Well, was it, it was about two ride. and a half hours? No, it was just under two. Oh, I have good. to be honest. Yeah, good. You didn't <laughs> speed or anything. I'm just <laughs> You better not know. Because no. actually, she's on the police force, and right. I can't wait to hear more of her story. I already know a lot okay. of it, but it's going to be interesting. So before we dive into your story, talk to us a little bit about your background and what you do now. Okay. Well, currently, I am a police captain for Tarrant County College police department and that I started working with them August of 2019. I retired from Arlington Police Department where I worked almost 25 years as a police officer and um, I currently have uh, about almost 30 years of law enforcement experience. 
I have a wonderful husband that's been there with me mm-hmm. since the beginning. He proposed to me the day I graduated from the police academy. Oh, really? Aww, yes. So sweet. <laughs> and we have three wonderful mm-hmm. children together. Mm-hmm. And we just found out that our daughters go to the same college. I know. Isn't yes. that interesting? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's so fun. Mm-hmm. In Oklahoma City. Yes. yes. So, uh-huh. yeah. And now my twin boys are 21. My daughter's 23. And they're all college age, but, you know, which is slowly working on mm-hmm. giving them those uh, tools to become independent. Yes, I know <laughs> that. Yes. Well, so what um, made you get into this this career path of, of going into the police force? Did well, you always want to do this? Or? Well, yes and no. I actually wanted to be a clinical psychologist. But when I realized how many years I had to go to school, I said, mm-hmm. well, i got to find something else. <laughs> Yes, I I hear you there. But my love for Mm -hmm. psychology is still, I I still had an opportunity to practice that because in policing, we are literally um, dealing with people who have all types of issues. And we can relate a lot of times in our own, from our own situations. Mm -hmm. Um, But I knew that I didn't want to go to work every day and sit down in an office. I knew knew I wanted to be physically active. I knew I wanted to meet people, and I'm afraid of blood. So, yes, so am I. <laughs> right. We have that in common. So, yeah. So law enforcement seemed to appeal yeah. to me, and ever since I first explored it, I haven't looked back. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a career for me. Yeah. I love that. I love that you also have a servant's heart and, and you want to serve. And and you've talked to me a little bit about when you serve and you, you do this, you feel like you have a purpose, that you're fulfilling your purpose. And I know we're all looking for what is my purpose here? And tell us the story about what you told me about your daughter when she was younger, being so, afraid for you doing this job and what you said. Yes. So there came a time when my daughter was old enough to realize how dangerous my position was. And I was still working patrol at the time. And I would come home and share stories with my husband and my children would overhear some Mm -hmm. of them. And sometimes I even shared with them just to make sure that they were safe or weren't victimized in the way that I had seen some people. And so my daughter grew fearful of me going to work every day. And she's begged me, Mom, please don't uh, go to work. Please find another job. I, don't, I want you to do something else. And I had to really share with her that if I were to go to work and I don't return, I need you to know that I'm doing something mm-hmm. that I love. I am serving a purpose. Because one of the things that people don't know is when we go out and we're dealing with people every day, um, sometimes the worst days of their lives, we're being thanked and we're uh, helping people. The media has portrayed such a negative uh, impact or a a negative perception Mm -hmm. of police that we forget that we are celebrated and we are being thanked. And a lot of people have told us how we changed their lives for the better and saved them from some terrible situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the memories I have in policing. I don't have the negativity that uh, the media portrays when I go to work. I enjoy going to work to this day mm-hmm. and encountering some of the greatest people uh, because 
you see yourself in a lot of these people. You see some of your family situations or you see them for just having a, a situation or a crisis in their lives. It's not them it's not their character, it's just their situation. And none of us would know how we would be if we were in that situation. And so it takes a, the right person to be that divided line between mm-hmm. right and wrong or good and evil uh, to help others through their circumstances. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for what you have done and what you're continuing to do to make an impact for the good. And you're focusing on the positive. I like that you said that. You know, yes, you're absolutely. focusing on the good, and there's good in every person. Absolutely. There really is. And, and I know that you minister to people when you see them, and just y- y- the way you love. Because, you know, in the Bible, I just want to read something, and sure. it's from John 15. I've been reading this lately, and what Jesus has commanded us to do. And as you're speaking, I can see that you do that well. So it's it's John chapter 15, verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And you are my friends if you do what I command you. And wow. so what I see is that you're loving those people that right. you, you, you serve and that you're helping. You know, when we, when we see someone in need or in trouble— I mean, you're there to help them. Right. You're someone that we can call on to help, you and everyone in that profession right. in law enforcement. And so I just I thank you. I mean, this is what you're doing is you are um, loving. You're loving. And so it's, it's what Jesus calls us to do. And that's how we can grow our relationship is through love. Right. Exactly. You're exactly right. And so I want to talk now about one way. One person that you were able to help and lay down your life for at that moment, he was who you were supposed to help. And by you helping him and saving his life, he saved yours. Absolutely. So this is how I met you. My friend Jeannie Lawrence introduced (laughs) us because Mm -hmm. you came into her brother-in-law's life Yes. for such time as this. So let's go back to that time. I'm going to let you tell the story okay. about what happened and then your perception of it and, and what you experienced, how your relationship grew through this experience. Okay. So take us back. All right. So December 9th, 2017, I hope I have the date right, but it's, it's ringing a bell. I was working the Cowboys game uh, at the Arlington Stadium and I was doing a part-time or off-duty job, as we call it, and I was a supervisor, and I had an officer come over the radio. It was inaudible. I couldn't understand what he was saying, but he sounded really stressed out, so I responded to the scene, and when I arrived, I saw a man in his car slumped over the steering wheel, and he was not breathing. Mm. So at that point, his wife had already taken his uh, uh, car and shifted the gear to park. Right. Uh, fortunately, he had his foot on the brake because it could have been a totally oh, different yes. situation I would have responded to. Because this was at a stoplight after at, the Cowboy game was letting out. Correct. At night. So he right. was literally the first car at the stoplight. Oh, man. So that was a really 
good position to be mm-hmm. in if this was going to happen this way because we were able we weren't in the middle of an intersection right. or something like that the game had just let out it was over a hundred thousand people at that game it was a cold night and I remember uh, my hands just freezing all night yes <laughs> but um, he was slumped over in the car and his wife was really upset and nervous about it. So I checked his pulse. I realized he wasn't breathing. I had to get him out of the car to do compression. Mm-hmm. So I had to lay him on that cold ground. Well, there were several officers there that were able to shield me, and I began doing CPR. Mm-hmm. And what was his wife doing at the time? His wife came. I'm glad you asked that because she came around on the side of the vehicle and knelt down with me. And she was so upset, and I to calm her down, I asked, are you a praying woman? She said, of course. I said, well, you pray, I'll do compressions. Wow. And so for four minutes. So you were minutes, both working Yes, we were God both working, yes. Mm-hmm. And her friend as well was there, mm-hmm. and, you know, we were all, all had a job to do. And I remember later not realizing it had been four minutes, but we had— uh, been on that ground and I was doing compressions and he flatlined twice oh, man. and so finally uh, we but were you kept going you didn't oh stop. yes okay. absolutely you didn't give up no the Lord uh, finally EMS arrived and I was able to get some relief because doing compressions for that long is really exhausting okay. and with it being cold and mm-hmm. you're on the ground I didn't have all of the equipment that we have in the classroom and training yes, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. so anyway um, we were able to get him stable enough to get him to the hospital. I don't know what his condition was when I, mm-hmm. uh, when he was taken off to the hospital, but I will tell you this. I could not sleep for two days. Mm-hmm. Wondering what, wondering yes. what was the outcome. Yes, yes. Many of us in law enforcement w- w- haven't even done CPR, and when we have, they don't usually survive. And so this was really rare because two days later, I told my lieutenant at the time, I'm going to go find them. I Mm. I cannot rest until I do. Yes, Oh, wow. I love that. I love, see, there's the love. You loved him and you, because it just, you gave of yourself, your time and your, your talents and your service and your heart, you know, and you were like, I've got to find out where are they? Right, right. And so how did you find him? Well, I found him pretty quickly because apparently they were a very loved family. They with probably are, 60 yes. people in that hospital. Wow. Yes. Yes. And they were uh, all over, mm-hmm. but you could just feel the energy. It was so awesome that's god that's god right there that's spiritual right and i remembered vicky but she didn't remember me yeah yeah. so when i walked up to her she said may i help you oh and i i introduced myself and she just grabbed my face oh my gosh she said oh yeah you're an angel yeah well you know in that situation you go into a panic mode and she just she probably doesn't remember a lot about that right that whole 
Well, it all came flooding back once I said, I'm the officer. And then she's like, I know. I couldn't even get it out. Oh, my gosh. And so uh, what was really wonderful about that was she was no different. She was the same Christian loving woman that I, the energy that Mm -hmm. I got from her that Mm -hmm. night was there the next day, you know, seeing about her husband or two days later to see about her husband. Mm -hmm. And so... I uh, shared my story with her about uh, why I was there. I was there working a part-time job so my kids could study abroad for the summer. <laughs> really? Yes, um, yes. Um, sac- little sacrifices sacrifice, we made, yes, right? Yes, And so um, anyway, after meeting all of their family and friends, I met Jeannie. Mm-hmm. Jeannie and, is Vicky's sister. Yes. That's the connection. Yes. She's, and she said, do you mind if I pray for you? I said, absolutely not. And we prayed right then. And then she said, may I keep in touch? Absolutely. Yes. Again. Uh-huh. Well, five years later, we're still friends. Yes. 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 And yes. Vicky and I are still friends. You know, we reach out every December mm-hmm. and just wish each other well. What an amazing story that God put you there at that time, at that moment, and you were able to save a life. Because I bet if it weren't for you doing those compressions, he may not have survived. Did you ever hear that? Did what you did help get him stable enough to where they could kind of take over? Because you yes. said four minutes. I yeah, mean, it was a long time. And then he flatlined a couple yes, of times. Yes, he did. So you never know where God's going to put us. Right, right. Now, you said something to me, though, that I want to talk about now. Sure. You said, yes. I saved his life, but he saved mine. Now, I want Absolutely. you to explain what that I want you to take us back what you mean by that. This situation saved yes. your life. Why? Oh, I'm getting chills. I well, know. Me too. I was at a point in my life where I had stopped going to church. I had just kind of fallen stagnant. I wasn't really feeling motivated, and I didn't feel like I had a sense of purpose anymore at that moment. And I'll say, you know, several months had gone by, and, you know, there's a saying that the years tell what the days never knew. You think, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm missing church this Sunday. I'll go next month, and you look up, and it's a year. That's right. You know, so that's where I was at at that point Mm -hmm. in my life. But being there, and, you know, I hate saying I saved Jeff. Well, God saved him. I feel like God positioned me to um, be an armor for him. So. I feel like me having been placed there at that time, it reignited my life. I immediately knew that it was God, and I immediately knew that I needed to get back to the church and pray and and be thankful because a few years later, I was diagnosed with cancer. Wow. So God was preparing you he for preparing a battle me. you were about to face. I have no doubt in my mind yes. that he was preparing me for that. Okay. Because I'm sure that that's why I'm here right now talking to you, having been diagnosed with cancer, and still feel excited to be alive and yes. be purposeful because that incident is a constant reminder that 
we don't ever know when God is going to place us somewhere mm-hmm. or what he's going to place on our hearts. And it's all up to us to do the right thing mm-hmm. when it is. Mm-hmm. And we have that choice. You're right. Absolutely. So when were you diagnosed with cancer? I was, di- year? I was diagnosed um, October of 2022. Okay, so really yeah. not that long ago. Not long ago. Okay. Did it just come out of nowhere? Like you had no idea? No just idea. Just going for a regular checkup? I didn't even go for a regular checkup. I My cancer, my tumor was growing outside of my body. Oh, okay. So it, if it was internal, I may not be here. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. So my tumor started out uh, as a about the size of a mosquito bite. Mm-hmm. My husband and I both saw it and didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. And within a couple of months, it was the size of, uh, I'll say, a golf ball. And a week before I was diagnosed with cancer, it was six millimeters long. So very aggressive. Very aggressive, went. yes. Okay, so you went and um, have you had surgery? And I've, Tell yes. us about your, your, your time and, and how God has been there with you the whole time. You could not have gone through this without God would you say I would definitely say that you know the doctors even prepare you and they'll tell you find that higher being because it's going to be rough yeah and anybody with stage three cancer knows that it's going to be tough because the amount of um, medication that's pumped inside of your body Mm -hmm. and your you're going to lose your energy mm-hmm. and your stamina. You just don't have any energy to do anything. And I had pain. Many people say cancer doesn't cause pain, but I did have you pain. You did have pain. Yes. And I continued to go to work. Mm-hmm. I, I would miss the week that I have chemo, but then I will return to work mm-hmm. because I felt a sense of purpose. Right, right. I absolutely yes. felt. I belong here, yes. and I'm going to be here. Now, I didn't even push myself. I felt good. Mm-hmm. Did you meet people along the way that have been through cancer that you could minister to? I did. I yeah. did. You know, when you go for your chemo, uh, you're in a room, an infusion room with probably 30 other people, mm-hmm. just depending on the size of the infusion center that you attend. And all of us are in different stages and mm-hmm. of cancer, and we all have different walks of life, but we're all brought there right. together for a common yeah. purpose. Mm-hmm. And many of them have said, you know, you come in and you're so radiant, you're smiling. Yes, because I have a sense of purpose. Yes. As long as I'm here, I'm going to do God's right. will. Amen. And you're able to talk about your faith. Absolutely. And bring people to know. Because people see God in you. Mm-hmm. People see your joy that comes from Jesus as your Lord and Savior and the Absolutely. Holy Spirit within you and and so you would say right now your faith is strong oh yes oh yes and I think back to that moment with Jeff my mm-hmm. faith wasn't strong but mm-hmm. I felt so grateful that God used me in the right way and I was positioned to be able to be used and so I believe that every person is going to have an opportunity to uh, be worked through God. And how do we take it? How are we going to do that is the question. Right. Because right. we do have our free will. That's right. To take that opportunity or decline it. Mm-hmm. You know, it may be something as simple as, you know, loaning your family member some money when you don't have to and, you know, they don't 
quote unquote deserve it or it can be something as major as a life-saving opportunity Mm -hmm. we just never know Mm -hmm. so if you are faithful with God and you allow him to use you the correct way you will see that that's true and so are you a praying woman oh yes remember you asked Vicki are you a praying woman yes (laughs) were you then let me just ask you, has your prayer life grown since oh, yes. that, oh, yes. that, that December and I, night? I, yes, and I totally attribute it to that incident. That's what made me remember I am God's child. Yeah, right. And I feel he helped save both of us yes. that night. And, and you've been given the authority and the power to pray in the yeah. name of Jesus. We all have. Absolutely. Again, it's a choice. Do we want to pray? Do we want to communicate with our loving God who's right there? Right. 24/7. Mm-hmm. He's there anytime. And so there were probably nights you laying in your bed, you know, knowing that you had the cancer. Right. And probably you know, crying out to God to help you. You said you weren't feeling good at times. Right. And you knew he was there. Right. He was saving your life. Right. God and saves. I loved Jeannie sending me those random text messages. And, you know, it's so interesting because she said, I usually send these text messages in the morning, Mm -hmm. but every now and then she'll send it in the evening. And it's no coincidence that those evening times she sent those text messages professing God's love, I needed it. Yes. Yes. And so I'm like, oh, wow. God knew. I got a text from, yes. And so, uh, one of the things that I told her was I really appreciated her for not being um, so overbearing. She mm-hmm. was planting the seed, and she was consistent. That's, That's right. all she needed to do. That's right. There's no need to wait on my response or to mm-hmm. see, did you get my text? Are you praying today? Did you go to church? Yeah. None of that was nece- not necessary. Mm-hmm. What I wanted from her was that consistency and to know that she was there. Yes, and, and to know she was praying. And oh, yes. She got all of us to pray, and that's kind of how I met you. She's like, I've met this woman, and we all knew the story. Uh-huh. But then it didn't just end there. Jeannie kept that connection with you. Yes. And thank goodness, because then she was able to say, y'all pray, she's going through cancer right Right. now. She got her whole Sunday school class to pray, and Mm -hmm. then a lot of her friends, and I was one of them, and that's how I got to meet you, and we we shared a few texts. But yeah, Jeannie is so faithful to do that, and that's, I'm glad you said that, because there may be someone that needs to hear it. It's not pressuring people to, did you go to church? Did you read your Bible? Are you praying? But it's being that example and sharing with them right. a, something positive. Right. You and know, I have and to add, thank you for sending me your book. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> my devotional, yes. yes. I didn't get a chance to read it because my mother-in-law commandeered it. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll send you another one. Yes, yeah, so if she okay. can have that one. Yes. But yeah, I love to write. and. That's my ministry. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who reads my books. Right. You know, I write on Facebook, too. I don't know, but God knows. Right. And, and God knows that you needed what Jeannie was sending you Yes, um, just at that moment. Right. So we can reach out and love others mm-hmm. the same yes. way. Yes. So what do you hope to do now? You're retired from Arlington, but you're still in the school system, mm-hmm. you know, uh, being in law enforcement. And do you... You're meeting the college age kids, right? Yes, yes, and yes. That's really <laughs> important. So you have a whole new audience. 
right to share faith with and to help and to love well you know being at a college campus is it's been helpful in two ways my children are college age and so I feel like I can communicate with them a little better than I would have a few years ago because Mm -hmm. they weren't college age I understand them a little better now yeah (laughs) I got some practice at (laughs) home right Um, and then the other uh, thing that I like is Young people need more examples. They do. And I agree. we just don't have enough mm-hmm. of them. You know, so many families are, you know, people divorce at the first disagreement, you know, mm-hmm. and they're not sticking it in for the long haul. And, you know, young people aren't, they're not being raised by the village. You know, that's yes, the concept yes. that I think about. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have many people to turn to. And I make myself available. Not all of them take me up on it, but I have had quite a few that will just simply ask me questions. I'm part of the mentoring program and many of them have shared their faith. Mm -hmm. But I think that we need to have more young people that aren't afraid to talk about their faith. We we don't have a lot of young people that are willing to do that Mm -hmm. nowadays Mm -hmm. like we I believe our generation did. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be that example for them Mm -hmm. on a Christian level. Uh, On a professional level, I plan to stay there probably five or six more years and Mm -hmm. then hopefully retire for good. Yes, yes. (laughs) Well, and you attend a church in Oak Cliff that that Tony Evans pastors. Yes, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. Yes. Yes. And what an amazing uh, man of God he is. And in fact, we have a mentoring program here in Mount Vernon called Mount Vernon Cares, which we modeled after Tony Evans' mentoring program. Okay, great. Yes, he started one and had you know a lot of materials Uh that 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 they did, and I just thought, wow, that is just so great. And you're right, mentoring is what we can do as adults here, and Mm -hmm. and how we can reach out to the next generation. So I'm so glad that you're doing that. Yes, and there's more to come. Yes, absolutely. Well, maybe I can mentor both here and in Dallas. Yes, you don't know. Well, maybe so. Yeah. And, and I, I love that. I love that your heart, your heart, you can just tell you have a servant's heart and you love, you love well. And, and God has healed you. Well, I get my, I'm going to go to the doctor, hopefully to get a clean bill of health report. Oh, okay, great. Yes. yes. So that's another prayer. Yes, another prayer. Send up. You know, we've got to pray these bold prayers. Yes. We do. And that's one thing I want to say. There's nothing too big for God. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to pray a big, bold prayer about that. Absolutely. That Let's totally do it. Let's healed, do it. <laughs> totally healed. And I'm going to ask you to pray. Okay. Because, you know, a lot of times we don't want to pray for ourselves. We pray for other people, but it's important that we pray for what's on our heart and what, what God's will would be. And He wants you well, because you know what? You've got more work to do here. Yes, ma'am. Don't you believe? <laughs> Sounds yes. like it to I, me. I definitely feel yes. that way. I feel yes. really good about wanting God to use me for whatever yes. He needs me yeah. to use, yes. whatever He needs to use me for. Yes. Yes. Well, thank, well, thank you. you for having me. Oh, Jill. thank you. I had for a good time here. all day. They, yes. We didn't get to share about my wonderful time I've had since nine oh. o'clock this oh, morning. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You attended our church service here, and we got to be together and go to lunch and do some things. Yes, yes so. and I got to meet the wonderful ladies that have been praying for mm-hmm. me since. I was diagnosed with yes, cancer yes. and get to see you again yes. because if I had come before you weren't 
here, right? Right, okay. right. Yeah, God worked it out. Uh-huh. God worked it out so you could be here perfect timing, and He will. And so we want to encourage you to not be afraid to pray because God hears your prayers. Right, so. right, right. Anything else you want to say before you pray? No, I just, I'm just so thankful and happy mm-hmm. to be here. And I appreciate having the fourth, fifth, sixth chance at being a good steward of God. Yes, you know? and telling your story, right? Yes, yes. And I believe we'll all go through it. But I am thankful that each time that I've gone through it, I've had a major incident that was a positive memory for me to continue with my faith. I love that. I love that. Focusing on the positive and the good. Absolutely, too. So, okay. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Heavenly Father, we come before you thanking you for all that you have done for both myself and my personal life and Jill and hers as well. We are thankful for the life lessons that we've had in order to help others and and be a light for others. You know, we know not to dim our light, but to continue to shine bright so that others may come to our light. And Lord, I know that we are both beacons for you, and we want to continue to have you shine through both of us. And we are asking that you continue to use us as stewards for you and for the Christian lives that we want to lead. Lord, I am thankful to have had safe traveling grace here to Mount Vernon and to meet the ladies of the church that were praying with me. I'm thankful for the sermon from Pastor Pepper and the acronym of prayer. Lord, it's a memorable tool and a lesson for me today, and I'm happy to take that back to my personal life. Lord, I'm also asking for a special prayer for my mother. My mother is 82 and is transitioning from one home to another as she needs assistance. And I'm asking that you provide me with the tools that I need in order to best help her. I don't have the room in my home to bring her with me, but I definitely want to take good care of her and that's been heavy on my mind Lord since my mom is here visiting me and I would like for you to help me come up with a solution for both of us Lord I also pray that you continue to use Jill so that she may have others share their story so that we may help someone in need Lord, I'm also asking for safe traveling grace as I return back to the Dallas area where I reside. And all these blessings and gratitude I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember... Every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2023. All rights reserved. Real life, real people, real faith, Jesus the center. Real life, real people, making conversations.